Judges Judges ready? ready? Melissa, are you ready to have your mind blown? Uh, sure, Kurt. As you know, I am a huge Harry Potter fan, Uh and I've been thinking about the etymology of the word dementor. Okay. D-mentor. Like the opposite or reverse of a mentor. Okay. Because a dementor can suck out your soul, but a mentor gives you a little bit of their soul. That is so cheesy. I cannot handle it. Is it because you're vegan? No, it's just because it's cheesy. (laughs) Today, Melissa and I will discuss some of our forensics mentors, why it's important to have someone to go to as you navigate the world of forensics, and how you can get a mentor or be a mentor in the WFCA. This This is Forensics Faces. Hey, here we are. We're here again. Forensics hangovers be darned. Yep. Here we are. (laughs) Sleeping. Sleeping. What's that? I don't know. I'm a friend. Nobody. Coach. I don't know. Yeah. No, and nobody <laughs> who listens to this podcast knows either. So nope. we won't, uh, we won't uh, try to commiserate too much on sleep because nobody gets it. No. Nope. So I don't know how it works. We'll, we'll sleep in June. No, we won't. After nationals. <laughs> I was going to say, After maybe once we get through nationals. nationals. Not the beginning of Well, maybe for like a couple weeks there we can sleep and then we go to nationals and then, and actually I find I find that nationals to be more relaxing than CFL. I guess. There's actual time to like. Yeah. Sh- like turn off and just relax for a bit. Yeah. At NSDA mm-hmm. in a way that you don't get to at CFL at all. I mean, NSDA just- is the nationals where if you and I get to room together, that's when we watch Orange is a New Black because it right. comes out right before we go to nationals. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully we go to nationals. Uh, we have to go to nationals because if, if we go to nationals, I'll get, I get, I got my diamond this year. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not saying, you, you, okay, you're going to go to nationals. I'm just saying we might not I go know. to nationals. Well, I mean, who knows? Like, but that's, yeah, that's a, none of my kids who are doing well right now are in national qualifying categories. Oh, so. well, there's always time to change that, which we yeah. can talk about in another episode. Sure. But sure. yeah, yesterday we were at Appleton East and I mean, there's no real reason for us to have a forensics hangover because yesterday went so smoothly. So smoothly. Like, I don't even, like, I was sitting with Mariah and Deb and I was like, this day is going so quickly for me. Like, it was like, as final rounds are coming in, I was like, how is it only, like, it's already two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? Yeah. But like, we were, that is like the quickest I, I think I've ever, like, known to be in the award ceremony. Like. Everything was just going so quickly, which is a testament to how, like, on top of it, Mike mm-hmm. and Deb are. I do still remember there was the tournament at North High where, like, we went in at, like, 221. And, like, that was, like, the, mark the earliest. And, like, other tournaments prior to ours were saying, like, ours is the earliest, ours is the earliest. And we just kept getting in there faster and faster. So, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I feel like a smoothly run tournament that's not very large, like Appleton East is smaller than it used to be. Yeah. So like a tournament of their size or my size, like we should be in awards by 2.30. Yeah. But the fact that it is a triple entry tournament and they yeah. still are able to get all that done, like yeah. snaps, snaps, crosses. Snaps. 
But I really yesterday. I mean, I had a great day yesterday. So. I did too. I had a lot of fun. Your kids had a great day. Yes. Congratulations, Thank first you. place, large I mean, team. I mean, part of that is is the wonderfulness of Mike and Deb, like taking themselves out of the running of their own tournament, which is something that we at South now also do at our home tournament. But I mean, hey, my kids were freaking stoked, and because we have so many new kids, they were like, oh, "We got first. I was like. Yeah, you did. I'll explain later. But yeah, you did. But it was it was really exciting for the returners. They understand also the like history and legacy that is the Brookfield East team. So like mm-hmm. getting to like have a leg up on them a little bit was still right. very exciting for us. So yeah, yeah. And we just had a, and, and individually, I had a great day yesterday as well. So. I was just excited, and you did too. We had yeah, we had a really lovely day, and my students, um, my students eked their way into a lot of power rounds. So like when the power <laughs> postings went up, it was very exciting. We were like, "Holy crap! What a great day!" And like it was a great day, yeah. but it like it was it was a marked improvement from previous weeks. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like like when you see like seven of your kids getting into final rounds and you only brought 14 entries, you're like, Holy crap, we must've like really done great. They did, but not by the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like there were quite a few numbers that when they came in, they're respectable. They're where I want those kids to be, mm-hmm. but they're not usually getting into power round numbers. So yeah. part of, part of the day yesterday was just that the, the, some of the scores in some of the categories were kind of all over the place. Yeah. So well, being in there when some of those final rounds were coming in was crazy. Like hearing the discrepancies and like judging mm-hmm. opinions, which is one of the things that it can be frustrating, but it's also great about forensics is that everyone has their own opinions and everyone has their own preferences. And so you've got to figure out whether or not you're going to try to balance trying to please as many people as possible because you can't please them all. Right. So. Right. But yeah, it was a it was a really, really wonderful day. A well-run tournament. Mm-hmm. We got to see lots of people that uh, I know. Uh, sometimes some of whom we hadn't yet seen this yeah, year and spend Steve time and- with people that we really enjoy. Uh, so that was really, really great. And then... Something happened. <laughs> so we're we're trying to leave for the, the, for, the, say, for what, the day. From your perspective. From my perspective. How did this go down? We're trying to leave for the day. And as we were driving up to the tournament, Kurt and I were texting each other because our bus drivers were like on their walkies, like chatting about the road conditions. And we were like, was, oh my God, bus driver talk just like upped its game. Yeah, it's bus driver's <laughs> club actually on buses. And so I'm sitting as close. I'm like sitting like, like two seats behind the bus driver, but I'm like leaned forward. And my roommate, Katie, who was judging me, was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm listening to the bus driver's talk. <laughs> I know. And so we're sitting there and I'm like, why aren't we leaving yet? And our bus driver like is on the walkie and I wasn't paying attention. And then he gets off the bus. I was like, what is happening? What meanwhile, is happening? Kurt texts me like, I can never win. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> meanwhile, on the North bus, we're trying to move out of the way so the South bus can get around the, the people who are in front of them. Mm-hmm. So that's what our bus drivers are talking about. They're like, oh, you know, you're going to have to back up so that I can back up and then I can get around these people. We had a bus behind us. That bus left. So we're like, great, now we can back up. Back up, back up, back up. Thunk. There was a car behind the bus that none of us could see. Well, certainly not the driver. I was at the front of the bus. Yeah, there was just... There was no... Like, you just... 
They've you can't park right behind a bus. And they apparently they were parked in between two buses because we we saw the bus behind us. Yeah. And it seemed like it was a proper distance away for like buses to be. Mm-hmm. Like it just so I mean, my driver freaked out for a little bit, but like in an understandable way. Yeah. Because like that just sucks mm-hmm. to know you're gonna have to deal with that. Um I will say the guy that we hit was a bit of a pill about the whole thing. Like he came running around, like yelling at the driver to get out of the bus. And it's like, he's a bus driver. He's working right now. He's not going to try to take off. Like you don't have to be a pill about this. He's not going to drive away. Yeah. So, and then he insisted that they call the cops and get a, uh, a whole police report done, which I'm sure he likes having for the sake of his insurance company. However, it turns out that he was parked in the fire lane, which is what that is, which means, and he was parked directly behind a bus that has a sign on it that says, if you can't see me, I can't see you. Um, and we're still not sure if this is a part of just like Appleton's uh, like laws or if it's a statewide thing. Uh, but my bus driver was very pleased to find out that you cannot get a driving citation in a parking lot because <laughs> the cops were like, yeah, we can't give you a citation. It's a parking lot. You can't get a moving violation here. That's so, so the bus driver got away without a citation. I don't know if the driver of the car got one, but it yeah. sounds like he should yeah, because he was there. in the fire lane. And anybody who's ever driven into that circle drive, uh, that parking lot that's right in front of that circle drive mm-hmm. at App East knows like there's a big old sign that says you don't go here. Yeah. <laughs> like cars go here, not in this fire lane where the buses go. Uh, so, yeah, the, the driver got reprimanded, but. He got his police report. So. Yeah. Also, the idea of someone like deciding to be, uh, I need to censor myself here, a jerk bag mm-hmm. uh, when there's a bus full of kids. Like, it'd be one thing if that bus is full of a bunch of like drunk, mean adults or something, but it's a bunch of like children in suits that just like want right. to go home. Yeah. And certainly like if he's sitting there and there was no like wrestling meet or anything at App East this weekend yeah. as there sometimes is. So it's like clearly this is a parent of probably one of the Appleton East or Appleton area kids coming to see or pick up their child. So like you got to understand what's happening here. Um, I totally get that you're going to be upset and probably freaked out yeah. because this bus just backed up into you. And it actually it was like the trailer hitch that hit the front of their car. So, oh, okay. you know, it's not, it's not like our bus went on top of the yeah. car or anything. Like it just bumped it and then moved just, like, forward again. It. And the, like the, there is a dent there. Like you're going to be freaked out. I totally get it. But yeah. Like, I was definitely okay. like in the conversation with my kids as it was happening. It was definitely one of those like, OK, so like if you were ever in this situation, like, first of all, make sure you don't leave the scene. You have to stay. You have to talk. You have to exchange information and don't act like that guy yeah. because that guy is not making the situation better. He is making it worse. I, I still and recently had a student get into a car accident and was reminiscing about the first time I got into a car accident was right after debate practice. And I lucked out because the guy who I like, cause I was driving my dad's large truck and tried to drive in between some cars. Cause of at South our front circle drive is very small, but people would park on both sides to mm-hmm. have like closer parking to go to basketball games. And so there's a basketball game going on. And I tried to get like on, I unparalleled parked my dad's truck. But then when I drove past, I was just too small for one of the sections of spaces and like hit a car. And, but the guy who came out like, 
was so nice to me and he like walked me through how to like yeah. like call people. Yeah. And so I very much lucked out. But I be I, like that guy. Yeah. Not like our guy. His name was yeah. Tim. I'll never forget. His name was thanks, Tim. Tim. So thanks, Tim. But I, I'm glad they used that moment to like be an educator and like Well, you know. I mean, it's one of those life things. Like yeah. you gotta and and thank you, you guys, because I had to put some of my kids who had to be back in town. Yeah, our bus driver was not leaving you. On, <laughs> on your bus, because it was like I got <laughs> like some of these kids had to work by five yeah. and it was like, and we would have been home in plenty of time, except we had to wait for an hour and a half while the cops came and did their thing. And so, yeah, it was, it was a longer day than it should have been <laughs> for Sheboygan North. Uh, and this is the second thing to happen with Appleton East know, and a bus. Are, so I am not feeling great yeah, two about years Appleton ago, East and our buses. Our students were reminiscing as we drove up because like, it had showed up in a bunch of their like memory app, like time hop things, like pictures of us standing in front of the bus in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one picture where I'm like standing with my hand on my hip and like a phone in my hand. And I'm looking real pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wonder who I was even calling. I, yeah. I'm curious too. But I, I don't know what was happening, but yeah. Like, Cause I know the only people we called were like Mike. Yeah. We were just <laughs> like, like, we're so sorry. Yeah, We going to be late. We're still coming. Yeah, I, I still, don't know why I just used that voice. I was I'm okay so sorry. with it. I was okay with Maybe it's it. because a tractor came and pulled us out. Yeah. And I was like, we're tractor on our way. Man. Tractor, tractor man. man. <laughs> Hashtag ditch please ditch was on the please. back of our t-shirts that year. <laughs> but um, also talking about Appleton East, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dante, who coaches for Brookfield East. He came up to me in the judges lounge and like complimented the podcast and let me know that he was a fan. So thank you so much, Dante. Like moments like that make me feel so like it just makes me feel like we're doing things right, that people are like comfortable enough to come talk to us. So it makes me feel very cool. And also I want to thank um, Bailey from Fond du Lac. She's an alum who uh, like reached out to the person that she coached with and asked if she could like shadow someone so she could be like an informed and knowledgeable judge. So she shadowed me yesterday Aww. and it was really fun. I re- and it was nice to like, the qu- she asked really great questions and like I got, I was looking at her feedback and stuff. And so it's always nice to like help people be, good at the thing that I find most frustrating in forensics, which is poorly trained judges. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So shout out to Dante and Bailey. Yes. Um, See, now I had down on my sheet like that we wouldn't have an Antonio update this week. But we do. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have an outline and it does include the Antonio section now. Yes. It's official. Yep. Um, And I was like, oh, we don't have one except that we miss him because they weren't at App East this week. Yeah. But even though he wasn't at App East, he found out that we had taken first place and then messaged me a congratulation message. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so sweet. But then he made the really great suggestion that since we like his outfit so much that Maybe we should all coordinate our outfits together. Uh, yeah. Do we dare? I think that we do. And they're going to be at some prairie. So, but like, is there anything worse than trying to emulate somebody and failing? I think it's, I'm not, worried. Like you I, don't have to worry as much about this. You're not a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to try to look good as a boy next to him. I know. I mean, I even know. as a girl trying to look good. next Maybe to I'll him, just wear a dress. <laughs> I'll lend you less, something. There'll be less pressure. <laughs> I've got a lot of great outfits in my wardrobe. I'm sure I can lend you something to be worthy of the two of us standing next to Antonio. I just don't have any leather jackets because I don't believe in wearing leather. So what am I going to do? I don't know. Oh, oh, so I'm flushed now. I know. We're I both can't. like, we're both very worried about this. But Antonio, we're going to make it work. We want to yeah. be in your squad. So squad we will goals. contact you and let you know. 
but this thank is happening, you guys. for reaching this is out. Happening at Sun Prairie. Yeah. So. so if you see us at Sun Prairie and you see us like nervously adjusting our clothes constantly, it's because we're trying to be like one eighth as cool as Antonio yes. Trinidad. We'll try. Yeah. Um, since you did your shout out, I want to just say shout out to a couple of new coaches that Ooh. I got to meet at Appleton East for the first time. Um, I want to say hi to Becky from Appleton West, who is actually the parent of a student at Appleton West who... And this is from her. So I, you know, I don't have all the background, but she said, you know, the story she got from her son is that he came home and said, if our forensics team doesn't have a coach, they're going to just drop the team and they'll like redirect those funds to other activities. Aww. And so she stepped up. She is coaching the forensics team after not having been involved in forensics for like 15 years. And this is the type of person we need Aww. in the world. Yes. You see something good that's about to be taken away and you step up and you do it even though you know you might feel like oh I don't know if I'm the right person don't worry about being the right person if you're the person yeah you might just need to be the person and then in time you figure out how to be the right person I was only going to step into Sheboygan North's team for a year like just to make sure the program didn't go away that was seven years ago. So that's seven years ago. That's a WFCA presidency that's a Hints Memorial Award Humble brag. Like since then, like you don't know how far you can go when you step in just to like be the person who keeps the seat warm. Uh, you'll probably end up just like me now imagining that you couldn't possibly leave this activity. Yeah. So I don't even I don't think I ever even had a timeline. I was like, I'm just going to do this to like fill time because I was unemployed when I started coaching yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm overemployed. Well, it's one of those things. Um, and also shout out to the Wrightstown coach, Dave Winkler, who I met for the first time, though he has been their coach for several years. They are part of the WHSFA and he has grown that team to I think he said like 40 plus kids and they are just ready for the what he called the next level, I do not want to get in a fight with anyone from the HSFA, um, but what he called the next level, that they are ready to be more competitive. And so here they are now coming to WFCA tournaments. And we were so thrilled to see them yesterday. And it was such a pleasure to meet Dave Winkler, who I must say is another stylish man. Uh, I do believe that he is the gentleman who like came up to one of my students after he judged her and after like prelims were done and just like... Gave her tons of great compliments about her piece and like, like thanked her for doing the source material that she does. And she it like it was like her like she powered in like place, but that was the best thing that happened mm -hmm. for her yesterday. So, also be more people should do that too. If you yeah. see something you like and you feel comfortable enough to approach a student, do so. But yay for more people being involved. Yeah. Also like. Oh my, I need to. I'm just gonna like find Becky and like introduce myself to her and be like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You everybody should. Everybody gold. should find the new. But coach I mean, from I Apple probably should also introduce myself as like program assistance chair and see if she like needs any help. With sure. Anything. Sure. But you know, part of like what was fun about yesterday was just that opportunity to sit next to Deb. And as people came up to talk to her, if I didn't know them, I was like, I'm Kurt, by the way, I don't know if we've ever met, you know, and just getting that chance to, to interact. And, and, and that's something I'm challenging myself to do because we talk about doing things like that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm trying to, to practice what I preach with the, the whole forensics faces thing. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm, I was happy to meet Dave and Becky yesterday. So nice. Yeah, I'm trying to just be better at remembering people's names because I'm that's my like. And, and it's a fault. challenge. I mean, it's still it still happens. Yeah, that it's like I know you. Sometimes it's like I know you. I know what school you're from. I cannot remember your first name to save oh, my life. Yeah, that's why I'm always like leaning over to you or to my co-coach Ben being like, OK, I know where they coach, but what is their name? Mm -hmm. 
And Ben is great with that sort of thing. So he always remembers everyone's names. And part of that is because he's president-elect right now. But yeah. like, also he just has a better memory than I do, which is probably how he ended up on Jeopardy. Because he like knows things and I suck at knowing things. So. Exactly. Thank, thank goodness for Ben. Thank goodness for Ben. Now we've said that on the podcast. Ugh, now we know that we like him. Now it's for real. No, he, he fished a compliment out of me yesterday. Too. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, he must be having the best weekend. <laughs> Cause a compliment from Kurt is like, but that was after I yelled at him like three times because he's trying to recruit people into the NSDA <laughs> North. And I was like, we have ballots to enter. Like literally two, but let's get it done. <laughs> you can get to recruiting. Tournament later. first. Tournament first. Yes. Um. So for anybody who really appreciated how efficient yesterday's tournament was, <laughs> you have Kurt. You to have thank. me being in. Uh, I can't think of a not bad word to say. I get it done. Sure, that type of person. <laughs> Um, I may have crossed some lines, but I mean uh, that's all I do is yeah. cross lines. Yeah. Uh, let us, since we're talking uh, about Deb and Mike Tross and oh. Appleton East, yes. uh, that, really, that really flows nicely into our uh, our topic this week, which is mentors. Yeah. Specifically, forensics mentors mm-hmm. and how they have changed our lives. Ugh. So I would Fair love- warning, like I'm already, like I told Kurt when we decided on this, I was like, I may cry. One, because I'm just an emotional person in general- Two, like, in just, like, a weird space as a person. And three, because a lot of these people, like, talking about them makes me a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. But since you mentioned Deb and Mike, like, we can just go right off the bat with talking about the two of them. Let's do it. Um, Obviously, they have been around for so long. So I have no concept of what the WFCA looks like without them around. And, like, there's a period of time where my school, like was part of this weird thing about having like harsh feelings towards Appleton East and their program. And there was this like, there was this weird bad blood with, Mm -hmm. uh, with like our area. And then those coaches left. And I think one of the first things that like we decided to do was like, that's, that's stupid. That's, that's some bull crap. Like let's drop that because like they're such an amazing example of what like compassion and commitment brings to a team. Mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons that they are so good and so competitive and they have kids that stick around and are so committed to their program is because they put exactly that back and more into everything that they do. So I have always looked to them as just like the gold standard and like people can have all their own opinions of people and say that like, Oh, you don't know them the way that other people do or like back in the day, but like the Deb and Mike that I know are people that like I will always look up to mm-hmm. and always like model ways about how I coach by them. Yeah. I will say both as a, a student, um, we were very uh, competitive with Appleton East. Appleton East was when I was in high school, like the best thing to compare them to is like the current James Madison Memorial. Like they were regularly winning state and they were just a powerhouse that we would go up against every weekend. They were, they were like the great team that we saw every weekend. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but it was always very, I felt it was a friendly competition. Um, Like I, I was friends with a kid from app East. One of my best friends ended up rooming with one of the guys from app East who he acted they were in solo hum against one another. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best, one of my other best friends ended up dating one of a guy, one of the guys from Epp 
Southeast. Like there was lots of like intertwining and like mm-hmm. socially we hung out. This is back in the day of AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> so we were like chatting with kids from Appleton East. We were always really friendly, but like intensely competitive. Yeah. We liked them, but we also wanted to kick their mm-hmm. butts. Um, and so very superficially, we had that wall of like Appleton East is a powerhouse that we need to try to take down. Yeah. Very like the Goliath to our David mm-hmm. in our own yeah, teenage own, minds. Yeah. Um, but both as a teenager and as an adult, before I got to know them, I was also incredibly intimidated mm-hmm. by Mike and Deb for the same stupid reasons, which is just that they were so successful that it is a terrible human trait that sometimes we look at people who are successful or have something that we want and we want to try to take them down in our mind or yep. try to make it seem like they don't deserve that or that somehow that success is undeserved, that they cheat or they have um, advantages or resources that we don't have. And that's why, you know, they're successful. And that's terrible. I hate even admitting that now that I know mm-hmm. who Deb and Mike are. Yeah. Um, but there there was this amazing turning point that happened my first year of like coaching as the main coach mm-hmm. at, at Sheboygan North seven years ago. And I just I remember sitting at the bar at, uh, you know, the whatever hotel that was in the <laughs> Dells that year that we were at. And there was this conference that, you know, it was before the, the when do we vote for people? Spring meeting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before the spring meeting and I'm sitting there and like suddenly Mike and Deb are like on either side of me and they're like we're drinking hand and I'm telling them about, you know, me and my team and they're telling me stories and they're giving me advice. And that has never stopped. Not, for, you know, for seven years that has never stopped. They always seem to be on one side of me each and just kind of like propping me up uh-huh. and making me feel good and and helping me to to think about things differently because yeah. I don't always agree with Deb or Mike yeah, either. And exactly. that's something that I think is, is important to discuss because I know people hear us gushing about them on this podcast and they probably think that we, you know, have just like a trust complex. Yeah. Um, but that's not true. That's it's not true. And it's one of the things I value so much about people in forensics is that I actually seem to be able to disagree with them mm-hmm. um, in a way that makes me like them and appreciate them more yeah. rather than, building up some sort of divide between us. Um, you know, like there are things I don't understand or I disagree with. And yet that strengthens the relationship mm-hmm. with these coaches, uh, because we're not afraid to, to have that conversation. Yeah. And, and we actually appreciate one another's perspectives. And I have learned so much from those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to begin yeah. when it comes to, to the things I have learned because it's on every level. It's as a coach, as a tournament director, just mm-hmm. as a, as a human being, yeah. I've learned so much from those two, how to be a hard worker and how to persevere in the face of adversity and, you know, how to advocate for forensics. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, like, it's just, I, it's so like, I can't, uh, I can't even remember what that felt like to think that like, oh, I can't go talk to Deb mm-hmm. Tross. I mean, like, I can. <laughs> she's too she's too big a deal to want to talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have like that moment where I remember like them actually like, like where I f- suddenly felt comfortable. I think there was just one day where all of a sudden they're just like, actually, no, I do remember. Um, there was a qualifier that was held at Appleton East and... I could, it was a CFL, it was a qualifier where I couldn't judge Mm because I'm obviously intensely dirty. And so (laughs) 
Uh, I am very I unclean. think that's going to be the Forensic Faces t-shirt. <laughs> I am intensely <laughs> dirty. <laughs> no. Um, but so Mike asked if I would do the intake table with Deb. And so the two of us were, she, she was going through a really hard time in her life at that moment. She had a lot of stuff ha- like happen for her personally, like leading up to that qualifier. And so we were just like, chatting and talking and I was just like listening to her and then we just like the very intense conversation led into a lot of lighter conversation we just like spent that whole day like chatting and I was like she's just so nice like mm-hmm. she's not scary at all and then ever since then just like every time I see her she just always like reaches her arms out to hug me and I'm always just like yay and now my and like now that I have that relationship with her I feel like my students are like they're not they like she is esteemed rather than feared yeah. now by them, which, which I think is, is really important. How it should be, because the 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 thing is, I was never intimidated by her or Mike as people. No, it was I was intimidated by their reputation. Exactly. Which like you shouldn't be. It should be no. it is it is a goal to to strive for, but it is not a reason to dislike mm-hmm. or uh like act rudely or meanly towards, because if you ever have actually had a conversation with either one of them, they're so nice and, but also so full of knowledge. Like I never walk away from a conversation with them being like, Oh, well that's over now. I'm always just like, like I'm either like inspired or I walk away like very like thoughtful Mm -hmm. about something. So yes, they are for us very important. And I will say that, you know, at 20 plus years of, of, coaching at App East and hosting tournaments at, at App East, they're still doing new things and pushing the envelope and trying mm-hmm. new things. Which is also um, like, you know, so like, inspirational. Mike, yeah. Like Mike is the guy who created like that access program that so many people tabbed on for years and years. Mm-hmm. And like, he was one of the people who like embraces Speechwire now. Yeah. Like, come on. Like they're, they're willing to try new mm-hmm. things. They're not, you know, just because they have decades of experience, they're not set in their ways. They're willing to look at things new ways. Yeah. Um, at, at, they're at, such open people in most regards. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody's like you know, totally open for anything, but you know, like they're still learning new things and trying new things and, yeah. and getting excited about forensics. And yeah. And one thing that will be a theme through every one of my mentors that I mentioned here today is I just love hearing them talk about their kids. Yep. I just love it. Yep. It it makes me uh, just want to be a better coach because of the way that they discuss their kiddos. Mm -hmm. Deb calls them her babies. Yeah. Her kiddos and her babies. You know. So, okay, enough about the trusses. Okay. Enough. Well, until later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else do you have as a forensics mentor, Melissa? Uh, okay. Uh, there are two in particular that I want to talk about, um, but I'll try to be more brief than we were about the trusses. <laughs> um, I am very lucky that the gentleman that I coach with is someone who has been around in forensics for a very long time and still finds ways to be enthusiastic about everything. Like Ben is always like, he's gone and done coaching camps. He's like looked into getting like, cause you can get your masters and like speech and stuff now. So he's been like, he's been thinking about doing that. And so like, it's very, it's just great for me to have someone who knows all of the ins and outs about forensics that I just like, can't commit to my brain. Like Almost always, like if there's like a rules question, I'm like, hold on, let me ask Kroll. <laughs> like, like, or if someone wants to know something about like the differences in like NSDA qual and and and, and CFL qualification rules, like let me ask Kroll. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, Ben will know. Because his brain just, like, does all those things. And, like, he makes such an effort to committing, like, so much of his energy and himself to being knowledgeable about forensics and making himself be a resource. And, like, I can't do that. <laughs> I wish that I could. And I spend, like, like I, I've gone through and read the the sort of dirge that is the WFCA rule book mm-hmm. and our bylaws and whatnot because I felt because he inspired me to like take on that knowledge because it's important to know about it and he also like commits so much of his time and effort to like m- our kids and he's been working so much on like building interpersonal relationships with them because there was a period of time where like it really felt like our students like didn't respect him or didn't appreciate him and I feel like that's really turned around in the last five years uh so I just, he's just an inspiration for me a lot of the time of like people who like really 100% commit themselves to something. And I know he's going to listen to be like, this is, well, I would never expect her to say this, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I am saying nice things to you, Ben. Yeah. Okay. I say nice things sometimes, but <laughs> just yeah. not to you, <laughs> just not to your face. I'll see you tomorrow and be like finger guns and then we'll high five and that'll be how it goes. But I'm very lucky to have a co-coach who in every single way balances out our relationship so that we are very, we come to be equal and be one great team. Um, and then the other person that I'm going to uh, talk about is Miss Amy Geyser from Marquette, yeah. who has been like, like just like the way that you're talking about Devin Mike, like holding you up. Amy Geyser is just literally like holding all of my weight right now in my first year as a program assistance chair because she had done it and she is so like organized and she is so friendly and she is so approachable. And I'm like constantly trying to be that as a program assistance chair. And I worry sometimes that like, maybe I'm not. So people don't like approach me or find me as likable as Amy, but she is always quick to respond to my emails no matter how actually dumb the question is. And she also like, doesn't like she came into a program that is so incredibly established mm-hmm. and has been around for forever. And like, despite the fact that there should be adversity in her being a female coach for an all male team, like that crap doesn't even bother her at all. She still manages to always put out amazing kids and seeing like the way that they interact with her is adorable. And I just, she's wonderful and I love her. So here, here, uh, on both I, counts, I, we on could both counts. We could go on. I could list tons of other people, but the two that I really wanted to talk about were Ben and Amy. Absolutely. So tell me about yours. I made it through that without crying. Good job. Um, I did it. I will say, uh, okay, I'm going to try to keep my list brief as well. <laughs> Otherwise, at the end, we can just list off people with short and, trait numbers and then keep going. Yeah, and really, I have like I, five more. I, I was going to say, I, I should say this too. Like, if you really want to know who any of my mentors were, like, go back through Forensics Faces, the early episodes. And a lot of those people were people I wanted on the podcast because I respected them so yep. much. Um, so, like, that's a good indicator of where I'm at <laughs> as far as like who I looked up to. Um, but I will name a couple of them in particular. And the first one is Mary Wacker. Yeah. Who, I mean, talk about somebody who sometimes gets a bad rap again, because of her reputation as a winning coach rather than the person that she actually is, mm-hmm. um, who I was always so, again, just so willing to be of assistance to me when I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but she could tell that I meant well and that I was going to work hard. And she, she offered her assistance in, in every way to me when I first came on the exec board, um, and has been, so supportive and and she and I, you know, 
have had, you know, just meals together where like, it's just story sharing and, and I can ask questions and she's so free and willing to give advice. And I don't see her as much as I, I wish I did because she went back to school to get her master's and stopped coaching at that time. And so she's kind of off the circuit at the moment. Um, but I hope she comes back because yes, oh my gosh, I mean, yes. Talk about you know Brookfield East being that powerhouse of a team that happened under her yeah, watch, that's and she'll be the her. first to tell you it's not because of her. Mm-hmm. She'll be the first to tell you it's because there was some consistency and because she sat in the same seat um, and because she fought for those kids. But she won't let she won't take credit yeah. for their work, um, which is something so important. I learned from her as an out of the building coach. Um, it gave me all the motivation and hope that I needed that I could be a good coach, even though I don't work in yep. the school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's all due to her. I, I wouldn't still be doing this if it wasn't for the conversation I had with Mary Wacker. Um, that very, like she was like my second interview ever for forensics faces. Like if that had not happened, um, I probably would not still be coaching because she gave me the tools and the, the hope to keep going. So thank you, Mary Wacker. Um, And then I will mention them as a duo, although they are probably getting sick of that. And I apologize. Um, But I will I will mention them together. Elliot and John Elliot Fisher and John Peschel of Sun Prairie, um, who they will also want me to say are not that much older than I am. (laughs) So it's not like I am looking to them for like their years of experience. Uh, It's not that boys. okay? it's because um, as coaches of a young program who gave it their all mm-hmm. and built Sun Prairie into such a successful program. Um, I could not be prouder of them, yeah. first of all. Um, but I, I certainly look to that as uh, uh, something to try to emulate. And also just as people. Yeah. They're just like as the best. <laughs> yeah. And as a gay man, to have those two to look up to. And again, not because you're older than me, um, <laughs> but just because like, I feel like they've figured some things out in life and about being who you are and in enjoying who you are that I hadn't quite figured out when I met them. I mean, I knew, I knew I was gay from a young age and that's not what I'm talking about. Um, like they didn't help me come out. Um, <laughs> but I did see them as established gay men And had the realization that like, this is something I want someday. Mm -hmm. And I guess I hadn't been thinking of myself really as uh, a person who deserved that uh, because I didn't have anybody to model that, you know? Now I'm getting emotional. And and so that was on a very, very personal level. They helped me discover that part of myself um, while all the time being fun and inviting and so damn organized and efficient that like I yeah I just I love those guys and I'm, I'm so grateful for their presence in my life and their presence in the WFCA and the incredible work that they have done on the executive board and now as our tournament directors, mm-hmm. our state tournament directors, like those guys. I just I respect the hell out of them. Yep. So I'll stop there. Okay. Is there anyone that we can like quick run through without getting, okay. I I don't even know. Carrie Baker. Carrie Baker. Bonnie Knight. uh, Bonnie Knight. uh, Mariah Irvin. 
like hello yeah um, thank you ron steinhorst david los david los uh even though he is young and a new coach and we already talked about him once uh talking about bringing a program like like around miss antonio like yes forever yeah uh never stop uh people who like fight for their programs every single day despite not necessarily always having energy to miss knudsen out in fond du lac Mm -hmm. like girl uh there are people like everywhere and anywhere people who will always care doris sexton doris and steve uh people who will do any and everything for their students uh ernest out of bradley tech like Mm -hmm. there are coaches everywhere doing all of the things and we are trying like i even if we aren't listening you i'm probably like looking at you interacting with your students at tournaments being like dang that's great i should be more like that like we are made of all of the people we've ever interacted with. And I think that all the things that make me a good coach are just stuff I stole from other people. Amen. (laughs) So amen. that is why we are here today still. So also in my role as program assistance chair is setting up new coaches with mentors. And then there, I have a lot of great people throughout the state who offer themselves up to interact with young coaches. And I find this to be super important because especially for someone coming into forensics with like very little, like contextual, like rules to follow, like it's good to have, it's just good to have someone and not even necessarily just to like walk you through like how to advocate for your team to your administration or how to like teach your students how to be at a tournament, but just to have someone to like as we've talked about, lean on someone to be there for you when times get tough. Cause they will, they just will. When and it's, you're weary. Oh, yeah. Just, just sing that under me talking. <laughs> it's good to have someone who, you know, you can reach out to via an email and be like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? And so like, even if you think that you aren't someone, if you feel established and ready you can still reach out and find someone or there might be people that you don't even realize that are someone who are mentor to you where you're like, Oh, if I think about it, yeah. Like I've sort of like emulated them or I've like watched them and like, Oh, I want to be like them. It's important to have someone to provide some sort of role and goal and Mm -hmm. model to follow. Yeah. At least I think so. Agreed. So if somebody does not know how to get a hold of you to get a mentor or if they want to volunteer to be a mentor, how can they reach you? You can go on to the WFCA website and you go to program assistance. And I believe it's like program assistance at WFCA.com. Forensics.org. Forensics.org. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. I always mess up the website. I just I have it on autocomplete now. W- WFCAforensics.org. Okay, so program assistance at WFCAforensics.org. Reach out to me and then I will set you up with a regional mentor. And the reason that we focus on making sure that they're regional is one, so you get to see them at tournaments more. Mm-hmm. Two, they could actually end up being someone who coaches like in your district. So if you're like an MPS coach, we can find you a mentor who's also within MPS so they can help you with more of like the detailed like day-to-day stuff with your administration or with your financial offices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like your busing companies, cause that can be a really stressful, crazy thing. Um, but it's so that you can like, mostly so you can like see them in a judge's lounge and be like, hi, you. Right. And knowing that even just knowing when you go to a tournament, there'll be at least one person there that you already know. And then they're, they're always established coaches too. So they can help 
with those interactions and those introductions to other coaches in your area. So that way you get to build your little like friends circle. So we want to get you set up that way. So if you want a mentor, you don't have to be a new coach to get one. Even if you're someone who has been around for a while, but you still just really want someone to help and talk to and rely on, reach out to me. It's me. It's me. Program Assistance Chair Melissa. (laughs) Winking. Because we want to help establish that. We really, Kurt and I are fueled by this community of coaches. And so we want to make sure that other people get to experience this camaraderie and this friendship. Amen. Yay. Let's move on to the best thing we saw this week. I'm going to go first okay. because I have a thing that I have to talk about because it's the only thing I saw this week <laughs> because me. I was in tab, so I didn't get to actually judge. Oh my gosh. Um, I think I know what this is. But <laughs> so the only thing I can talk about is that um, going back to Mike and Deb Tross, not being afraid to think outside the box and do something new. Mm-hmm. Mike Tross had his students who work tech in their theater program go around the whole day and take video and pictures of our students competing at Appleton East High School. And at the beginning of the awards ceremony, they had this like minute and a half long video of photos and video of students coming into the building, checking their schedules, competing in rounds, finding out if they powered. Um, Just an incredible like day summary video uh, that just got everybody so pumped up and the kids were so excited to see themselves or their friends up on that screen. Mm -hmm. Um, It set the mood for an award ceremony that I felt was just so congratulatory and like so much camaraderie was built into it, but like it felt good Mm -hmm. to have that video up there. And so best thing I saw this week was that video. Okay. For a second there, I thought that you were going to say uh, two, uh, two Appleton East students uh, who we are big fans of as people, Miss Rachel, who we talked about before, oh, and yeah. Miss Jada <laughs> wrote a song about us and performed it for us, which we one day will get to record because like, yep. no offense, Mr. Hammeister, who wrote our theme song, the song that Rachel and Jada wrote is pretty great and it has our names in it, which is always good. But um, the best thing that I saw this week in round, because I did get to judge uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a girl who was in prose. Uh, she did an O. Henry piece. And so a lot of oh, the times, Henry. like, yeah, uh, a lot of the times we like people just don't really think about literary merit. Like sometimes if a piece is just like garbage, we'll comment about literary merit. But like seeing someone take a piece that is obviously classic and them breathing such a life into it and like. Everyone, like everyone in that round, there was a moment where like I saw two students literally like lean forward to like hear what was next. I was like, yes. Yes. And she and and she wasn't like the best performer in the round. But like the fact that she like engaged everyone so intensely, like with a piece of so classic, I was just like, thank you. Like I just like I felt lucky to have like gotten to see her and she obviously cared so much about it. And like you could tell that it was more of a passion thing than like a a competition thing for her, which I was like, yes, Yes. more of that. Like there should be more students who care more about getting their message out than they do about doing well, because a lot of times when you care more about that, you're going to do well anyway. So I was there for it. But also the moments of history power round that I judged was incredible. It was so good. So those kids, those visual aids are insane now. Like one of them, I literally (laughs) thought he was doing magic. I was like, where did those pictures come from? 
where did they go? And one of them is like sliding things around inside of it. I was like, what are you doing? It was great. I think and, I, I think I've never seen um, I have not seen a moments in history in years other than my own kids that yeah. I coach. I was like, but I know what kid you're talking about because his visual aids have been so on point for like the last two years. Yeah, that, like, it was. He incredible. is legendary. Like it was that kid. Stupid. That's the kid with the visual aids. It was stupid. So like I, and moments is one of those categories that like isn't like glamorous in the forensics world, but like hot damn. It was so good. Like they like the like the last kid finished. I was like. Y'all were amazing. Like, <laughs> I know your category doesn't get a lot of credit, but like, thank you. That was so good. The other judges did not react as much as I did, but I was like, like, I felt very lucky to have gotten to be the judge in that round. So, and it was January 28th. I that was, it, it was like, oh, I was so mad because it was so good. So if you were one of those kids or you coach someone who was in the final round, your kid made me so stoked. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out just specifically to Kurt. I had two. <laughs> Ooh, okay, they, they got last, They got last place. So let's, <laughs> let's take that brag back. <laughs> like let's walk that back because reverse I, that dementors. I, I I when you said thank you, I felt good about it. And then I was like, well, but I don't want to <laughs> like, go too far. Don't want to make it seem like I'm taking too much credit. I was like, we got some work to do. I'm proud of those girls, but we got some work to do. There's time, um, man. Just a reminder that this is the week, guys, that we will start having our midweek. Forensics Faces retro episodes. You guys are not ready. Interviews with people from outside the WFCA. Um, I am so excited to let you know that our very first interview this Wednesday, February 1st, will come out. It is with Donis D. Roberts, 11 Diamond Coach. 11 Diamond Coach from Watertown, Iowa is going to be the first interview that we uh, we play for you guys this Wednesday. Um, I had an amazing conversation with him. I am blown away by this man's resume and the things he has done in his 57 years of coaching. So uh, check your feed on Wednesday. That episode will drop then. Yes, but I, I, I did not get to be a part of that one. Thanks, real day job. But the other interviews that we've been recording have been so for me, motivational and so aspirational, the people that we've gotten to talk to and hearing like the best part for me about doing these interviews is just getting to chat with other people who are as passionate as I am, and as passionate as you are, as passionate as other people that we get to talk to in the WFCA on a regular basis are. So getting to just like, like most when you're listening to them, a lot of it is just Kurt and I just like listening yep. and letting them talk <laughs> like because they have such wonderful things to say and just getting to hear them is so fun for me. Agreed. It's I'm I'm really excited with the interviews that have happened. I'm really excited about the interviews we have, that we such have coming cool up. It's lined up. Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, they're gonna be longer. We have more than just a month's worth, guys. Like oh yeah, no, be, this is gonna go through the end of the season. This is a thing now. We have mm-hmm. we've gotten such great feedback from people who are like, heck yeah. So we've we've got tons of them. So it's 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 going to be a, a February forensic spaces, and then it's also gonna be like March March and Madness April. and probably, then April. Like we're gonna keep going if, as long as we've got them. If so. all the people who have agreed to do an interview but haven't yet scheduled it actually schedule their interviews, we will have an yeah, this will go on for uh probably through nationals. So, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to get to have have these guys talk to you cuz they're they yeah. Oh, I I can't yeah. say any more without I giving know, stuff away, so I'm just going to so stop fun. talking and let you know you should be excited. Donis D Roberts will be this Wednesday, February 1st. Uh listen. 
Do Listen. it. Take us away, Melissa. Forensic Spaces is recorded and edited in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme song was written and performed by JJ Hammeister. If you're a fan of Forensic Spaces, pretty, pretty please give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those ratings help other people find us, and we need more friends. More information is available at ForensicSpaces.com, and you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Forensic Spaces. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. 